Let's wrap up award week by naming our first team and second team minor league all-star team, as well as our position player prospect of the year, our pitching prospect of the year, and our choices for rookie of the year in the National and American League. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so all week we've been saying, you know, each uh, for each team, who is the prospect of the year for each minor league organization? And we've gone through it all. And so now, all-star. First first team and second team. Um, each position, three outfielders, one starting pitcher, threw in a DH. Uh, we're going to start off. First team catcher, Logan O'Hop of the, formerly of the Phillies, now of the Angels. So spent most of the year in double-A. His time in double-A, 286, 416, 544, 26 home runs, 7 stolen bases, 70 walks to 74 strikeouts. Something where performed well, he was moved at midseason for Brandon Marsh, the outfielder, performed well enough where he actually got a call-up at the end of the season and and made it to the bigs. Just absolutely raked everywhere he was, whether it was Redding for Philadelphia, whether it was Rocket City, for the Angels, absolutely destroyed. Looks like the catcher of the future for the Angels. Uh, and we talked about they had a prospect of the year who was a catcher and had Guerrero behind it. So look for them to have options at the catching position going forward. I fully expect him to open spring training as the starting catcher in Los Angeles next year. First base, guy we talked about on Monday, snubbed on some of the breakout lists. We named him the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays breakout prospect or uh, prospect of the year, Kyle Manzardo of the Rays, the first baseman. Spent most of the year in High A, 329, 436, 636, 17 home runs, 45 walks to 46 strikeouts. So, uh, you know, beat that 300, 400, 500 slash line we're looking for significantly with the 636 slugging. Uh, and somebody that, as he cleans up the defense a little bit, you're absolutely looking at somebody who appears to be the first baseman of the future and giving uh, will will give the Rays some much-needed pop in that lineup. They're, they've been looking for a slugger, it feels like, forever. Uh, we saw them, I mean, we've saw them trade for guys in midseason. We've seen them try different stuff, and it hasn't worked out. Kyle Manzardo may, in fact, be that guy. A little bit of an upset here. I've got the I've got the the second baseman of the year for the All-Star team. Um, not Von Grissom like a lot of people expected, but rather Edward Julian of the Twins. Spent most of the year in Double A, as we call him the Canadian God of Walks, right? The the Canadian prospect god of walks. 300, 441, 490 in Double A this year. 17 home runs, 19 stolen bases. 98 walks to 125 strikeouts. 
Um, I didn't want to put Von Grissom here because Von Grissom played shortstop all in the minor leagues. I know he played second base at the big league level in Atlanta, but he played he played uh, shortstop in the minors. So I didn't also want to put him here like Baseball America put him at second base on their team. But Edward Julian finally has found a defensive position. They've tried him at third. They tried him in the outfield. Feels like he's settled in at second base, and he's going to give you at least average defense. But absolutely, he is here for his offense. Uh, he's a guy, he's going to hit double-digit home runs. I think in the bigs, he'll be a 20-home run guy. Uh, but fantastic, fantastic on-base ability. Uh, and somebody who's definitely going to fit in well with what the Twins have been doing on offense. Shortstop, obviously always a tough one to pick. There are so many... Um, there are so many shortstop, stud shortstops in the minor leagues. Um, our pick for the for the, for the first team all uh, prospect all star team, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. Stat line isn't the absolutely most dominant: two eighty eight, three ninety five oh four. It rounds to 300, 400, 500. 11 home runs, twelve stolen bases, thirty eight walks to seventy eight strikeouts, but. The defense is there. The leadership is there. He has all of the intangibles that pushes him um, up and above the second team guy, who obviously we'll get to in the next segment. Uh, been was very thrilled to get to watch Gunnar Henderson this year. Obviously now in uh, he is in Baltimore. He is contributing to them uh, as that they made that push for the playoffs at the very end of the season there, and going to open next year as the starting shortstop. Uh, or third baseman. I'm not sure, quite sure what they do with Jorge Mateo. They'll probably move those guys around a bit, kind of like Kansas City moved Bobby Witt around this year. Uh, but absolutely a guy that had a fantastic minor league season, both statistically and leadership and defense-wise. Third baseman of the year. Spent al- almost the entire year in the minors uh, at AAA playing third base. Miguel Vargas of the Dodgers. So, slash line in AAA, 304, 404, 511. 17 home runs, 16 stolen bases, 71 walks to 76 strikeouts. Fantastic plate discipline. Walked almost as much as he struck out. Uh, 300, 400, 500. Uh, I feel like a lot of that power ended up kind of being gap power. The home runs are coming. The, well, we saw the exit velo looks good. The raw power is there. He's finding ways to get that into games. Um, I would expect you'd probably see a slight tick down in batting average as he starts to try to go for a little bit more power, but I think that it's a manageable trade-off, and you may give up a little bit of batting average for a lot of home run production. I expect him, depending on what happens with Justin Turner, depending on what happens with um, with Cody Bellinger, uh, he can play outfield. You may see him in one of you know in in, in one of the corners. If they have to move Chris Taylor to center, depending on what happens with Bellinger, obviously there's other guys in this system. We've talked about Andy Pages. We've talked about you know a couple different guys. But either way, he is a mostly form product in AAA, and we absolutely expect him to make it to the big league level next year. Again, depending on what happens contractually with some of those guys. Outfielders. Three fantastic outfielders on this first team. One of the names is probably going to surprise you. One of them... It's not gonna. Two of them won't surprise you at all. Uh, the t- the top three outfielders, no particular order, uh, and I'm not specifically saying who's in left, who's in center, who's in right, because again, most stud prospects 
at, in the outfield or in center field. Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks in double A before he got called up to the bigs. 313, 436, 43. 16 home runs, 20 stolen bases, 41 walks to 68 strikeouts. Contributes plus defense. Um, just exceptional defense in center field. Had it both in double A AA and triple A. Looks like a guy who's going to be a stud at the big league level for a while. And as we've said multiple times on this show, I am absolutely hyped to see what this outfield and this entire this entire position player unit in Arizona looks like once these prospects are up. The second guy, Jackson Churio of the Brewers, no surprise here, um, went through a ton of levels. So accumulated statistics, 288, 342, 538, 20 home runs, 16 stolen bases, 32 walks to 118 strikeouts. At age 19, to hit 20 home runs, fantastic performance, great blend of speed, of power, of defense. Looks like he's going to be an impact guy at the big league level sooner rather than later. I don't know if it'll be next year or if it'll be 2024. Age makes me think it'll be 24. Performance this year absolutely makes me think it might be 23. We'll see what happens there. The third guy, uh, we mentioned him in our pro- in our um, organizational top prospect show, Tyler Gentry of the Royals. 321, 417, 555 slash line in double A this year. Uh, 16 home runs, 8 stolen bases, 40 walks to 66 strikeouts. A little bit of a quieter prospect compared to a lot of the top guys, but absolutely looked fantastic as far as what he was able to do both in the field and at the plate. We know the Royals got a ton of production from rookies this year, obviously calling up Bobby Witt and MJ Melendez and Vinny Pascantino and Nick Prado and Michael Massey, tons of guys, but it definitely looks like um, Tyler Gentry is going to be able to join them maybe next year, uh, playing for some sort of new manager since Mike Matheny has been let go. Starting pitcher on the first team prospect all-star team, no surprise if you watch this show, Andrew Painter of the Phillies. 1.56 ERA, just over 100 innings on the season, 155 strikeouts to 25 walks. So 13.5 strikeouts per nine innings, just over two walks per nine innings. Only gave up five home runs all year. Looks like an absolute stud. Love this guy. My DH spot. Pretty much what I did here for the DH spot was recognize some of the best power performances in the minors. Moises Gomez of the Cardinals. Uh, minor league free agent last, last offseason, the Rays had given up on him. The Cardinals signed him and bring him in. And we say your contact tool is only as good, or your power tool is only as good as your contact tool. He figured out the contact tool. 39 home runs this season. Uh, 624 slugging was second best mark in the entire minors. His OPS was 996, sixth place in the entire minors. So looks like he's very, very much put it together um, a lot better than anybody could have possibly expected. In just a minute, I want to get to the second team, the guys that for some reason or another just couldn't quite get past the guys in front of them but had fantastic performances. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season, both college and NFL. You can get the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. And obviously, it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. The MLB playoffs, they have odds out there. I believe those start tonight. They have odds up for all of the the first round. Um, you can check out MMA, boxing, golf. I think they even have esports, uh, as well as a bunch of non-game props for MLB. If Aaron Judge doesn't re-sign with the Yankees, where does he go? If Trey Turner doesn't re-sign with the Dodgers, where does he go? If Jacob deGrom opts out of his Mets deal, where does he go? So you can check all of that stuff out. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, second team minor league all-stars. So, catcher, Indy Rodriguez of the Pirates. Fantastic year. We talked about this. He was the the we had him as the Pirates prospect of the year. Once Henry Davis got hurt and he became the full-time catcher and he wasn't also playing first base and second base and outfield. Took off. OPS over a thousand. I think it was from like the end of June on through the end of the season. 323, 407, 590 was the slash line. 25 home runs, four stolen bases. I'm not asking a catcher to steal bases. It's nice if you do. Not asking for it. 60 walks to 101 strikeouts. Absolutely looked like he's going to be in the Pirates' long-term plans and really solidified himself as a guy that's got a ton of athleticism behind the plate. He is getting better and better at all of the the non-quantifiable parts of catching, the game calling, the building relationships with the pitchers, but looked absolutely fantastic. First baseman, you may not have um, expected to hear this name, Leandro Sedano of the Diamondbacks. 308, 369, 549 slash line this year. 32 home runs, stole one base. Again, first base, we're not asking for steals from this. 44 walks to 126 strikeouts. Little bit iffy on the strikeouts, needs to bring those down just a bit. Um, and then... Usual defensive stuff at first base, but Leandro Sedeno looked like the Diamondbacks are now going to have tons of options. Obviously, they have Christian Walker there at the big league level already. Had a career year this year. Uh, They went out and drafted Ivan Melendez out of Texas this year. He was the he was pretty much the offensive award winner for the for for college baseball this year. So Sedeno, Walker, tons of options here as far as who's going to play first base for the Diamondbacks in the future. Second base, Michael Massey of the Royals. Big Michael Massey fan here. Thought he had a good year defensively, cleaned a lot of stuff up, earned himself a big league call-up. Offensively, 312, 371, 532. 16 home runs, 13 stolen bases, 34 walks to 89 strikeouts. Very impressed with what Michael Massey did, uh, whether it was in Omaha, whether it was in the bigs. Uh, thought that he definitely earned the second base spot. A lot of second baseman, it feels like uh, that's a fallback position because you can't hack it at shortstop. Michael Massey feels like he's genuinely a good second baseman. 
Uh, shortstop, one of my favorite prospects, a guy who I think has one of the highest ceilings in all of the minor leagues, Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds. So combined slash line this year, understanding that his his double A call up was you know didn't go too well. 304, 359, 586, 28 home runs, 47 stolen bases, 40 walks to 158 strikeouts. Has swing and miss issues. We'll acknowledge that up front, but can play good enough defense to stick it short. If you move him to third, he's got a freaking rail gun of an arm. Um, there's been discussion about maybe they're going to put him in center field. Uh, I can absolutely see that working out as well, given his speed, given, again, the size of that arm and how instinctual he is on defense and be able to you know pick up the reads, routes, and reactions well enough to be a, a above-average center fielder. So love what I saw from Ellie De La Cruz. For third base, Brett Beatty of the Mets. Lots of third base options here. Probably not the one you were expecting from the Mets, but... Combined slash line this year in the minors, 315, 410, 533. Uh, 19 home runs, two stolen bases, nothing to scream about. 49 walks to 104 strikeouts. And we saw him really kind of stabilize and give the Mets multiple options in, uh, at third base when they called up a third baseman after the trade deadline later in the year because they were trying to figure out some sort of of option for third base and DH with injuries and with the ineffectiveness of Darren Ruff, who they got in the trade deadline. Beatty's the first one they called up. I believe he hit a home run in his first game. Ended up tearing a thumb ligament and missing the rest of the year. Only got in like 10 games or whatever. But looked very good defensively and offensively. And now you have options at third base for the New York Mets. Love what he did. Um, in the outfield couple guys here. Uh, first one, Van Brown of the Giants. Probably not a name you were expecting as far as outfield, but 346, 437, 623 slash line. 23 home runs, 44 stolen bases. Two home runs away from a 25-25 year. Uh, 47 walks to 119 strikeouts. The defense was good enough. I think even if he doesn't stick in center, he can stick in a corner. But had a year very much underrated, um, kind of under-the-radar year. Esturi Ruiz of the Padres and the Brewers was traded this year, but uh, led the entire minors with a 447 on-base percentage. Stole an, um, the, a minor league high 85 bases this year. Um, was like fourth in all of the minors with a 332 batting average. And came in third in runs with 114 runs despite getting called up uh, during the season. So not spending the entire year in the minors. Just another outfielder for the Brewers to stick into this group. The reason I had him in the second team and not the first is the defense is still a work in progress. He had moved from the infield to the outfield because of iffy hands and, and um, poor footwork in the infield. Defense, still a work in progress, absolutely can contribute to your team, just has to kind of clean up the defense a bit um, before he can be a first-team all-star. But Sturry Ruiz absolutely deserves to be in there. The third and final outfielder in the second-team minor league all-stars 
James Wood of the Nationals. 313, 420, 536 slash line, 12 home runs, 20 stolen bases. I feel like a lot of that gap power is going to turn into home run power. He is continuing to develop that. 50 walks to 75 strikeouts. Really loved what I saw from James Wood. Thought he was fantastic and, and looks like the future is bright for Washington once all of these prospects they got in the Juan Soto deal, um, their draft, things like that. Once these guys start getting up to the bigs, it looks like you're going to open a new co um, competitive window for the Washington Nationals. It'll be some, some, some tough going until then, but definitely going to open up a new competitive window. Your second team starting pitcher, tough decision between Yuri, uh, between Yuri Perez and this guy, but I went with Taj Bradley of the Rays. 257 ERA and 133 and a third innings, 141 strikeouts to 33 walks. So nine and a half strikeouts. Uh, per nine innings, just over two strikeouts per nine innings. Gave up 14 home runs, but uh, to me, just it's something where I view him and Yuri Perez in that same boat, in that same tier. It's increments different, and I think I trust the Rays pitching development a little bit more than the Marlins to get the most out of him. So I see a little bit higher ceiling for him than I do Yuri Perez. Had some health issues. Obviously has to stay healthy, but definitely a guy that is um, that absolutely can contribute at the big league level and is going to be a stud when he gets up there. The DH on the second team, Kerry Carpenter of the Tigers, uh, came out of Virginia Tech and this year had 98 games in the minors, retooled his swing a little bit to, to lift that ball a bit more. And it worked. Batted 313, hit 30 home runs in 98 games. Strikeouts weren't insane. Got a big league call up in early August. Started in the outfield every day, just about the entire rest of the season. Definitely look for him and Riley Green to be in the outfield for the Tigers in 2023 as they hope to have a much better year than they had this year. In just a minute, I want to get to the position player and the pitching prospects of the year as well as our choices for Rookie of the Year in MLB, both American League and National League, right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we are back. Let's talk about these, these the, the awards, the guys, the best guys in the minors and the majors this year. Pitcher of the Year shouldn't really be a surprise. Again, if you've listened to this show, Andrew Painter of the Phillies. I am very hesitant to call a guy a potential ace. We've had this conversation on a mailbag one day. Somebody asked me about it because Kyle Harrison, they said, Kyle Harrison's being considered an ace. You called him a number three, maybe a number two. What's going on? And I said, my default for a top pitcher is to call him a number three. Maybe he can stretch into a number two because there are so few aces in the big leagues. I mean, there's what, 10, maybe 10 total aces in the big leagues, I absolutely think Andrew Painter can be one of the top 10 pitching uh, pitchers in Major League Baseball. Uh, one five six ERA over 100 innings with a significant workload jump over anything he's done in the past. Only gave up five home runs, 
move across multiple levels, doesn't walk very many guys, gets tons of strikeouts, love the stuff. And I think that there's room for improvement and that some of these pitches can be even better than they already are. And so definitely, definitely room to grow from an already fantastic pitching profile in Andrew Painter. Position player of the year, uh, a first-team guy, obviously. Uh, again, statistically not the most outstanding performer, but the complete package um, is worthy of position player prospect of the year, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. There's a reason he was the, one of the, uh, our briefly our favorite prospect of the pod before he got called up. Um, we saw what he did at the minor league level. Again, just under 300, 400, 500 for the slash line. Um, actually, it was over 500. But um, plus defense, leader on the field, contributing uh, both in the minors and the majors this year. Been very impressed with Gunnar Henderson. And a guy that was in high school three years ago, lost the 2020 minor league season, and still made it to the bigs before the end of 2022. Just an absolute fantastic rise by this guy. And then rookie of the year for both the National League and the American League. The American League is, is very, very easy to do this. It's Julio Rodriguez. Missed a little bit of time this year, but still 284, 345, 509. So had an 853 OPS, a 147 OPS plus, uh, 28 home runs, 25 stolen bases. So had a 25-25 year. I feel like he, if he was healthy, had a really good shot at having a 30-30 year. Uh, contributed plus defense in center field, and wasn't all him, but led the uh, helped carry the Mariners to their first playoff berth in years. So absolutely love what Julio Rodriguez was able to do. The National League spot was a lot tougher. And, I mean, it, obviously, it's down to Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. And Spencer Strider has had one of the absolute best pitching years that we've seen in a while. I mean, he he hit 200 strikeouts in the season faster than any other pitcher has done it. Uh, did it as a rookie and did it with a closer's arsenal, has a fastball and a slider, and that is about it. There is A changeup does exist in his arsenal. There were an entire starts he wouldn't throw it once. He did the whole thing off of fastball and slider. But I'm going with the everyday player. I'm going with Michael Harris. Um, offensively, 297, 339, 514. A 135 OPS plus, an 853 OPS. Uh, 19 home runs, 20 stolen bases, despite getting called up... Um, Partway through the season, he—I mean—he got 114 games, but to come up and bat, you know, just about bat 300 after having what 40 games in Double A, and that was it, as well as giving you plus defense and the Michael Harris call-up and him taking over center field from Adam Duvall uh, was one of the big catalysts for the Braves' seasons. Adam Duvall moved to a corner. We've talked about those sluggers when they run so much. Um, their, their offense goes down. Duvall's numbers immediately jumped up when he went to a corner before he got hurt and was out for the year. But stabilized center field. Michael Harris started almost every day, minus game 162 because they had just clinched. 
Um, gave plus defense, gave very good at-bats, and hit in just about every spot in the lineup. They were batting him ninth. He, he ended up leading off. He's cleaned up. He's batted third. I mean, ended up batting just about everywhere in the lineup and produced at every single spot. So Michael Harris, National League Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez, American League Rookie of the Year, and if we're picking the overall Rookie of the Year, it's Julio Rodriguez because he went wire to wire. He opened the season as the starting center fielder. He ended the season as the starting center fielder. Was up the entire season, looked fantastic while doing it. Great week this week. Uh, stay tuned next week. Lots of fun stuff coming up. We got some crossovers. We got some playoff talk. Uh, you know, how, how rookies and prospects can impact the playoffs. Tons of fun stuff coming. If you've made it this far in the video, do us a favor, like and subscribe. Um, on YouTube really does help the show a ton with discovery. If you're on audio, go to the podcast app of your choice, leave us a review, let us know what you want to see, let us know what you want to hear from the show. Uh, we're going to be putting out a survey in just a couple weeks that's going to ask for your opinions on things to add, things to take out, what you liked and didn't like. Uh, enjoy your weekend, go watch the wild card games, and until we talk on Monday, this has been Locked on MLB Prospect. Mm -hmm.